Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hey, thanks for joining us in the Courageous Parenting Podcast. We're so glad to have you back. Or if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Hey, everybody. Isaac and Angie here. We are so glad to be connecting with you. And we just wanted to say thank you for all of the, the feedback, the reviews on iTunes, the comments even that we've gotten on social media, it right? It literally spurs us on. It really, really does. And recently we've received a few emails too, which yeah. has been really encouraging to read through just the personal testimonies of impact that and really the, blesses and us. And the donations that come through, as you mm-hmm. know, uh, we needed to raise money for something that's still true. And uh, we also are full-time mm-hmm. uh, focused on the ministry. So we really appreciate it. One million legacies. Obviously, the podcast hit a million downloads, mm-hmm. but that's not one million legacies. We have a ways to go still because mm-hmm. so many of you binge listen, which is awesome that's to right. many, many downloads. Well, and I was even thinking about, Isaac, I, I don't know if you were thinking about this, but I was thinking about all the kids that are represented by one yeah. parent listening yeah. or two parents listening. And, that's true. and that is super, super encouraging because we know that you guys are courageous parents. You are proactively, purposefully, and intentionally discipling your kids. You're like-minded. And so I hope that when you're listening and you see that there are so many people that have been downloading the podcast, that that encourages you that you're not running this race alone because you're not. Yeah. Um, that's definitely been an encouragement to us. And I just wanted to kind of like ricochet that back at you like a boomerang. You guys, listen, we are all in this together. We are. And we feel that. We feel like we're partnering with you mm-hmm. and you're partnering with us and we're doing something. So it's so fun. Yeah. Uh, make sure your kids don't pick comfort over freedom is today's title. And if you're really looking for that like super practical, how do I get my kids to obey me? Or what do I do about this or that? Do you know we have over a hundred episodes and the first 90 are super, super practical. Focused on those simple topics of parenting. (laughs) Simple topics from all different age ranges of parenting and so forth. So I just wanted to reference that Mm -hmm. because recently the world has been increasingly uncertain. Lots of things changing. seems like every single day something changes, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It is wild. It really is wild right now. <laughs> and so at the beginning of 2021, just as a reference, in case you're listening to this later, but it is, it is wild. And, um, but you know what? We are grounded in the truth. We all have hope. We all have joy in the Lord, right? Amen. And and so forth. But I just want to encourage you to go back, listen to those old ones if you want that practical information. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are as relevant uh, as they were when we first shot them today. Mm-hmm. So super That's important. That's true. And just you know, to tag on to that, I think that I might just ramble off a few little episode titles, right? Sure. So we've, we've talked about 11 reasons why we homeschool. We've talked about socialization. Yeah. We have talked about miscarriage. Mm-hmm. which is always relevant and hard. We had personally suffered from two miscarriages. So we Whether share those stories. Whether to have more kids or not. Right. In uncertain times. We did that way before this kind of stuff started happening. Right. Um, we've talked about why your kids won't respect you. Mm-hmm. We've talked about chores. Yeah. We've talked about raising strong daughters. We've talked about How to create vision as a family. Topics. How to create culture in your family. Yeah. So you guys, if you are looking for encouragement on topics, practical parenting topics, they how, are usually covered. Why and how we moved, relocated a family. Oh, yes. The Strategic Relocation Podcast. That's still one of our number one for it is, 2019. It is the all-time number one episode. Wow, that's incredible. So it surpassed how to overcome anger in your parenting. Yeah, that, that one was, was our number, number one, one for a long time. <laughs> and, you know, how to get your kids to obey you. I think yeah. the title was a little different, but yeah. Um, but yeah, relocation is by far number one. Mm-hmm. So, so here we go. Anyways, Look at that. I know, we're just so in tune. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're going to dive into this. This is a super important episode. I was talking to our kids on the way to somewhere recently. And I just, I was, I was frustrated about, um, passivity. I was frustrated about what's happening in some people I see in the public and things like that. 
uh, who are believers. And, and I was, uh, I was just like, you know what, you know, comfort is the enemy of freedom. Mm -hmm. Literally human beings get the more comfortable they get with their lives, the more they love their life, the more they're willing to sacrifice what created that comfort. Or, or, yeah, the freedom, right? Or th- what's interesting, too, is that the more comfortable people get and the more they love their life, yeah. the more they're unwilling to make change Yeah, um, when God's calling them to, right? And the, the harder it becomes, like if you love your life, it's harder to lay it down. Mm-hmm. But the Bible's very clear. It says those who love their life will lose it. Yeah. Right? And it says so, in Revelations, don't love your life to death. Right. Which is... Revelations 12, yeah, yeah, 11. That's one of my favorite verses as of the last <laughs> couple months. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, so that's what we're talking about. And we're talking about helping your kids to make sure that mm-hmm. they don't live lives where comfort gets in the way of standing for truth, standing for their rights, standing for freedom. Um, where does freedom come from? You know, it's interesting because you're saying standing up for, right? Yeah. Stand, stand. And, and the Bible, we're going to talk about Ephesians 6 stand therefore mm-hmm. firm right um in the armor of god and but the thing is is it's not just standing standing i like standing because it's a verb it's mm-hmm. an action word sure. um but there is a need for other kinds of actions as well and sometimes comfort prevents us from taking any kind of action and let's talk about comfort for a second what is comfort really it's self preservation it is staying in what I know. It is um, continuing to do what has very little risk. It is staying within my lane in the world. Okay. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because as you're talking, I'm thinking about different personality types that might be prone towards taking more risk or some people might call the oppositors like the more steady people Mm -hmm. in society that are predictable. It's so important. You know, and and there's an element of reliability, right? And loyalty and all of those good characteristics that are very important and crucial. But where is our loyalty supposed to be first? It's to the truth. It's to Christ. Yeah. It's to God's word. It's to the calling and purposes that he has laid out for us since before we were created, which we were over in last week's podcast. Yeah. And so I think that we need to remember not to be loyal to how our life is, not to love our life so much that we become loyal to what's comfortable, mm-hmm. but we remain loyal to God and his word and the absolute truth that exists because of it. Yeah. So you've heard this before. You've seen it. You know it, that moral relativism is destroying our world in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. It's destroying freedom. Mm -hmm. It's destroying uh, the protection of the the God-ordained family uh, and so forth. It's like any truth can be true. And now in America, it's destroying our constitution and it probably is doing the same for your founding important documents uh, in other countries. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, right? And and it's seeped into the church. Yeah, it has seeped into the church. I'm sure you've seen Christian, um, some Christian ministries go to the point of giving fluffy, feel good messages about you to make you feel good, mm-hmm. so that you like them more. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, maybe they're not fully biblical. Right. Um, and so I, I think that it's important that we have a realistic, truthful, honest look in the mirror. And the mirror is the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Because it's really understanding the person of who Jesus was and who we are when we can see ourselves for truly who we are and we fall in love with the Lord even more. Yeah. Because of what he did for us despite of ourselves. And there is, uh, it's often been referred to as a, a deep state or the global elite, a group mm-hmm. of them that are trying to control the world. Um, the efforts towards a global reset, the new world order. These are all wor- mm-hmm. words that used to, if you would say these things, you'd be, wow, you're a conspiracy theorist. There's crazy things going on. I've probably said this before, mm-hmm. but the leaders are literally talking about these things. Uh, in a positive light. And uh-huh. so it is not conspiracy. Uh, is is well known now that these things are happening. They're not and, even denying them anymore. And the, and the global elite's philosophy, if you look at it, is they literally don't believe humans can handle freedom. Mm. 
if you really look at it all, this is kind of what I've come to is that they don't believe believe (laughs) that humans can handle being free. They need to be controlled. Mm -hmm. They're not as smart as the global elite. They're like almost, they have to believe that they're almost, most people are subhuman compared to them. It's interesting because the same group of people also believes that humanity is destroying the earth. And so they have tried in numerous different ways over the, especially over the last 50 years, right. To in some regards, exterminate subsections of humanity, which is devastating. We see it on a massive scale with abortion, Mm -hmm. with the killing and murdering of the unborn, those that can't defend themselves. And they, in my opinion, they actually are enterprising and making money off of the weak women that are seriously suffering and they need the gospel truth. They need the church to come around them, to support them, whether that is walking them through um, parenthood and motherhood and sticking with them or helping them to have the baby adopted. Right. But you just don't, you don't see that on their, on their scale. They come across in such a deceptive way. Oh, I'm going to help you and I'm going to kill your baby. Right. So, so we are all about equipping confident Christian kids for an uncertain world or in an uncertain world. And to do that, you have to make sure your kids don't seek so much comfort that they're willing to sacrifice their freedoms because eventually they're going to be older. They're going to be calling the shots. They're going to be the leaders. They're going to be the dads and moms. And they are going to either stand up for living in freedom and being able to go to church, for example, things like that, or they're not, you know, and their comfort will seep in and they won't want to be uh, risky and risk what they have to stand for truth. And so you have to be careful of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go into three main points here. But before we do, uh, make sure you connect with us. And what I mean by that, things we've kind of talked about this loosely. I'm going to be concrete with you right now is that uh, censorship is big time happening right now for conservatives. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, it's obvious. It's not just Trump and a few others. It is a massive thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to see more of it on platforms. And so yeah. if you want to stay connected to us and find out where the main platform we use the most is going to be, which we don't for sure know yet, then you need to connect with us everywhere. Or at least at a minimum, the most important thing you do is get on our email list. It's in the Mm -hmm. link in our bios on social platforms, most of them. Also, CourageousParenting.com. Every episode is a blog and there's an opportunity to get on our email list there. Not only so we can stay connected, you do get some cool free stuff too. Mm -hmm. uh, And we give value through the email uh, sparingly, of course. But definitely we want to stay connected Mm because we'll be communicating there. And that's the only place we have control over communicating with you or continuing to communicate Mm -hmm. with you because Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these different places will be gone most likely at some point. We for sure are committed to bailing on them at some point. That is our commitment. Mm -hmm. So so where are we now, Ange? Well, we have decided to at least secure our handles, right? So that the way that you guys can find us is how you know us. Resolute man, courageous mom, and courageous parenting. So we have three profiles. And we're going to be posting on all of these, by the way. Right. Just like we do on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Um, And Facebook. And so you can find us on Parlor as of right now. You can also find us on MeWe. Did I say that right? I think so. And then Gab.com and Rumble. Now, Gab.com is probably the safest platform for not getting uh, kicked off by whoever the people are. <laughs> right? Well, or yeah, there's hurt. some interesting history with that platform. We're still so, learning so about it. So it's not but... an app. You go to Gab.com, uh, but you can save it on your phone like it's an app, but then it's not controlled by the app stores. Okay. Uh, Rumble is where our video is going to be. We're going to bail on YouTube. For a while, foreseeable future, we'll leave everything that's already there, but we won't put new things there. All new things pretty soon will be on Rumble for video, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to post everything else on those. And at some point, the Instagram and the Facebook will die down and uh, and so forth. So I mean, I think that I, I know that my plan is to keep 
those accounts so that someone else doesn't like take over. Right. Um, so whatever content is there will potentially remain there, but it won't be a place where we're focusing on putting out new fresh content as often because we're going to be focusing on other ones. We can't be everywhere. So we have to be very careful about what we choose. Um, and so we're telling you where we have joined as of this week and started some new accounts and you can find us there. And the reason why we, we chose these four. So rumble is the, the video replacement, right? Um, and then gab.com, like Isaac said, might be the safest. We're not really sure as far as it might not get taken mm-hmm. over. And then, um, parlor is also, um, you know, right now it seems like a great place, but we just don't know what's going to happen with it. It's been threatened by a few different We're companies. in those places because they seem to be viable places to be. Yeah. And so um, super, super important. But get on the email list. Let's dive in here. So your kids are growing up in these times on purpose. I know, Angie, you wrote a really powerful post on this. It was so good. And uh, it really impacted a lot of people. And I thought we would talk a little more deeply about this because so many people can be fearful right now of raising kids or maybe they don't want to have more kids or maybe the kids they have, they're like, wow, I feel so bad. They have to be raised in this time. And you look back, I go, Mm -hmm. I wish it was more like when I grew up, I am Mm -hmm. concerned for their future and these kinds of things. By the way, those are all really natural feelings. They're very human. Yeah. Very human. And I would be lying if I said I didn't think those same things Mm. because I have many times. I mean, I'm pregnant right now. So, of course, it's like starting over again. It's like having our first baby. We have to be as intentional with this baby um, in the next two decades as we have been with our first, right? And Mm so um, to be entering the era, if you will, that we are and bringing another baby into the world, of course, those thoughts come to your mind. But this is the thing we have to rest on is the truth that's in God's word. We know from the Psalms, Psalm 139, that God created each of us in our mother's wombs and that he knew us before he created us. That's what the Bible actually says. So if we believe what the Bible says, then we go, okay, God created. We didn't create. God created. Okay. He created the timing. He chose the timing. It's like, you know, if you listen to our civil disobedience part one and part two podcasts, which if you haven't listened to those, I cannot urge you enough. The second one especially has just a ton of examples of scripture. One that comes to mind is Queen Esther, that she was there, quote unquote, for such a time as this. This is a passage that kids hear on cartoons, animated versions of this testimony of Mm -hmm. Esther's life. And here we are teaching our kids this, yet do we believe that about our children? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I mean, I get a lot of messages from moms that are definitely struggling with, do I bring another child into this world? Yeah, absolutely. Revelations uh, 1, 3, such a good verse. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it. For the time is near. Okay, so important that that we're keeping to the things written here, that we're reading them aloud and so forth Mm -hmm. and uh, to our kids. And I think when we do, the more we read scripture, the more we're firm in it Mm -hmm. and strong in it, the less fear we have in raising our kids during this time. You know, on this topic, one of the things that I shared in that Instagram post was that, of course, our hope is found in Christ. Mm-hmm. Nothing else, right? Um, but don't we like when we go on a hike in the in the in the nature, right? Mm-hmm. We're reminded reminded of God's creation. And we're encouraged mm-hmm. as we breathe deep the fresh, clean air, right? In yeah. and, and when we are taking communion, we're reminded. We take this in remembrance mm-hmm. of him and the mm-hmm. sacrifice that he made. And our kids should also be a remembrance to us of many things. And that was kind of what the post was about. When we Mm -hmm. look at our kids, we shouldn't have dismay, discouragement, worry, or fear, anxiety, stress. We should look at our kids and go, God's not done with us yet. He's not Mm -hmm. done with us yet because he created our children for this generation for a reason. He gave them to us not to be a burden, but to be a blessing. And they are a blessing. We just have to really 
we have to hold ourselves accountable to taking thoughts captive that are from the devil, Mm -hmm. that are his schemes, that are his perspective on children, that are his perspective on family, because they they seep into the church. They tempt us all at different times, and especially when we're weak. And and when do we get weak? When we're not in the word, right? And so we have to, if, if at any point we look at our kids and we have these different things overwhelming us, we need to just go straight back to the word and repent. So when the rep, what you referenced, let's do it now, is 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. So it's a great, write that down. Remember this. This is about taking your thoughts captive because you need to mm-hmm. teach this to your kids. Yeah. Now, if you have a two-year-old, you can teach it to a two-year-old. He might not remember it or he might remember it better than you. You never know. But, uh, but definitely teach this to your kids. It's amazing. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty. In God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Such a good verse. That is a key verse. Some of you, I hope, make that the verse for your family this year, because mm-hmm. uh, to meditate on, remember, to include in your prayers, to um, mm-hmm. to remind each other about. Yeah. I mean, this, this thought of taking every thought captive, I, when I read that about six months ago, the words that stood out to me differently, cause I've heard them, I've seen Christian memes. I've read this scripture a million times. And at first my interpretation of this scripture was to take your own thoughts captive, mm-hmm. but the actual translation, what it says is every thought captive, which is more than my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's the thoughts of the wor- world is impressing upon me. It's what my neighbor leaves. Yeah. says it's the comment on Instagram. It's, it's every thought, take every thought captive under the obedience of Christ. But you cannot do that if you don't know what God's word says, because it's God's word that sets you free as you are remembering, recalling the truth, yeah. because it's the truth that sets you free. Yeah. Right. And so that's why it's saying, take those every thought captive under the obedience of Christ, because Christ's word, he is the flesh, but he's also the word. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. he is God. He was with God in the beginning. Yeah. And so the truth literally sets you free from the bondage of evil lies, accusations and thoughts that are not from God. So catch yourself. We go through so much thinking during the day, don't we? You might think you don't. You're busy. You're taking care of the family, all these things. I'm sure that's true but you're actually thinking more than you realize. Mm-hmm. And what's really powerful is to slow down the moment. What I mean is, is start to being aware of what you're doing subconsciously. We subconsciously think negative things about ourselves and we start going into those, that kind of thinking. We subconsciously start and, and consciously, but we're not super aware of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so you need to slow the moment down and go, wait a minute, stop it. Stop it, Isaac. Hold your thoughts captive in the beatings of Christ. Mm -hmm. right where you read something and normally you would it would get you down because it's something negative or somebody was critical of you or a kid said something and you go stop it Isaac that is not what God wants me to do he wants me to hold my thoughts captive and focus on what Philippians 4 says focus on what's pure Mm -hmm. focus on what's lovely whatever is praiseworthy noble, right? So important. So we have to teach our kids this skill though. This is what we're talking about, right? We're talking about your kids are growing up in these times on purpose and you are their parents on purpose. That's right. Okay. So there is a confidence that we need to have that God chose us for this awesome task. What a privilege, what an honor. Let's not drop the ball in the midst of all the things that could potentially be distracting the the terrors of the night, if you will, right? Like what's going to happen by morning? No, don't drop the ball. First jurisdictions first, yeah. right? And so we have to remember our call to Christ. It is by coming here that we are able to actually not freak out, not experience anxiety, not get overwhelmed by everything that is happening, right? Because when we're sifting through news and and even emails from you guys and the things that we do here where you're like prayer requests and all the hardships that people have experienced this past year could definitely burden. It could. But you know what? When you're in the word more Mm -hmm. than you're in man's words, you can handle that because he carries the burdens and it becomes a joy. It becomes a joy and a privilege because you get to wage war through prayer. So part of what also gives you confidence in uncertain times 
of raising your kids is when you see evidence that you're teaching them to be strong. Mm -hmm. When you're thinking through and discussing as a married couple, what do we need to do with this particular kid? Here's where they're at in this situation or this part of their life. And here's where we think they need to be. And how are you in a unique way going to get them there? Because how you get them there is going to be different potentially than how some other parent gets their kid there because it's a different kid and different parents and you're wired differently. And, and uh, so Angie's right. So, so teach them what is right. So what do we need to teach is right right now and wrong? That's a good question. It can be hard because a lot of people are trying to figure out what is true. First of all, yeah. right. They're sifting through all these things and they're like, I don't even know what's true anymore. Right. Is it right to not go to church or is it wrong? Exactly. I mean, we have to remember that kids think in matters of right and wrong. Yeah. And that's because God made them that way. So is it and, getting comfortable being mm-hmm. home streaming? And is it uncomfortable to disobey the law and see if a couple people want to do home church? Disobey the law while obeying God's word. I would put those two together. Yeah, because in yeah, some places, yeah. um, that's the case right now. Otherwise, we like I've said in previous podcasts, otherwise we would have never prayed for the persecuted church in China or anywhere that's got an underground What's right. So, so you have your own convictions about Mm -hmm. masks, let's say they don't have to be our convictions. Yeah. Uh, Lots of people have different convictions on that. And that's cool. Um, we shouldn't judge each other for our convictions on those things. It's a disputable issue. Yeah. Not eternal. But what have you deemed to be right and wrong on that and that you need to teach your kids Mm -hmm. and the principle matters of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You could go, I, I could argue both sides. So Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, what else do we need to teach right and wrong that could be slipping away right now? I mean, even just the the topic of education, I'm just going to put it out there because things are changing so rapidly and we're seeing this, um, I'm just going to say it, an indoctrination. There is a censorship of uh, many groups of people, of conservatives and Christians. I put those into two different groups because some conservatives are Christians, but not all. Okay. And so there is a censorship happening of both groups and the group that is both also. Um, And so what is actually being portrayed? Let's say a kid that's a teenager is on social media. And let's just say that their parents are not involved Mm -hmm. in talking to them about current events at all. Mm -hmm. So what are they being fed right now? All the time. All the time. Let's say they're not even in school. What are they being fed? They're being fed only what the Democrats and the leftists and the fascists and the socialist agendas want them to see. Mm-hmm. Because that, that kind of sums it up. You could probably also add in a few other categories as well, right? And so what do you think they're going to believe? Like if they're not being taught anything that's contradictory to what they're reading and seeing everywhere on social media, mm-hmm. that's what they're going to believe. And the same goes for when they go to school. Because if they go to school, public school specifically, they're going to be taught the things that are in congruence with what they're seeing on social media, actually, which would only confirm to them that that is truth. When in reality, they need to think. They need to think critically. We just look for what what is fruitful. Of course, we believe in government. We love the government when it's acting in its jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. And um, we're supportive of that, of course. We have no fear of anything, by the way. You should never fear the government or anything else, but we do need to be wise. And that's what Angie's talking about here is wisdom. And we need to be the educated main educators of our kids and talking Mm -hmm. to them about the issues and things happening because we don't want them to seek comfort. It's the natural tendency of a human being is to do what's comfortable to seek comfort and not make the hard decision. Usually the hardest decisions are the most important decisions Mm -hmm. are the best decisions and get you down a better path. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's really, really important. So here's one, one example. You, You mentioned masks. I'll bring up vaccinations. So kids potentially going to school when they start mandating it. I know that we've seen things that have said that in certain states, um, countries, they're going to be giving, taking away the parental rights to where they can give vaccinations without parents even knowing. Okay. So imagine the peer pressure of being in a, I don't know, fifth grade classroom Mm -hmm. and all the kids are lined up for vaccinations. And one kid is like, and they all my get, parents don't. And they all get some wristband colored. A pretty cool, cool bracelet or something. Yeah. I don't know. We have no idea. Um, but let's just say. Yeah. What do you think your fifth grader is going to do? If maybe them 
maybe, maybe they're the only one that yeah. hasn't been vaccinated. I can imagine that. I'll just share honestly. You may think, oh, courageous mom, she wouldn't do that. Her kids wouldn't do that, right? Well, um, when I was a fifth grader, I was not the bold, courageous person that was speaking up and standing up for my rights. I just wasn't. That mm-hmm. wasn't my personality. I cared too much what other people thought. And guess what? Most fifth grade kids do. Yeah, most people do. Most people will actually conform to what's going to get them the most love, mm-hmm. kids especially. So if they are scorned upon by a principal or a teacher or the cool kids in the classroom, they're going to probably give in. Unless unless you have taught them, prepared them, and equipped them. This is the other thing. Some of those kids, you need to be realistic. We've said this a million times. Take the rose-tinted glasses off and look at your kid, their personality, and go, Do they have it in them to really stand up at this point in their life? Maybe Mm -hmm. they're nine years old Mm -hmm. and maybe they don't have that in them yet. So maybe being in a school setting isn't the best place for them, Mm -hmm. right? And so we have to, and that might cost you. Yeah. Can I just say, choosing to bring your kids home to homeschool might cost you. It might cost you so much that you are experiencing a little pain and less comfort, right? Because now your kids are at home, you have greater responsibility, you have less time to yourself. What is this podcast about? It's about making sure that your kids don't pick comfort over freedom. And so we can't teach our kids that unless we're willing to live it. Yeah. And comfort over truth. You could replace that with a few different words, right? Uh, It's super, super important. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we're modeling Mm-hmm. not choosing comfort over freedom, comfort over truth, comfort over what's right. It's important that we're modeling that. Yeah. I would do an audit. Yep. And even the small things. You know what the small things? Sometimes kids catch the small things more than anything. Okay, so I'll just be really transparent. Just before we shot the podcast, I had a massive headache. Yeah. I think it's just my pregnancy hormones. I'm in yeah. the second trimester. You guys have been there before. Massive headache. Still have the headache right now as we speak. You know, it just comes and goes. I, I I was trying. I drank a bunch of water. I had tea, all the oils, the things. Headache, still going, right? Mm-hmm. To where I laid down and the kids were like, oh, is mom not shooting a podcast tonight? She's not feeling good. And I'm laying there and I was actually thinking about the title of this topic. Uh-huh. And I went, I have to choose not to be in comfort right now when I feel like laying in the bed with a blanket over my head because I have a headache. Yeah. And do this. Because this is more important than my headache. There's all, it, isn't it interesting? Whenever you try and do something a little bit bigger, a little bit better maybe than before, something new, the challenges come. And they can be little and they can be big. And, and our usually kids are there's both. And, our ki- and, and they're so watching. You, so you taught our kids something really well, powerful. Well, I hope they the see moment. it. I hope they see it. They do. Even if they don't acknowledge it, don't don't be discouraged by that. And yeah. this is important for everybody to hear because mm-hmm. y- you make a massive difference. More mm-hmm. powerful than your words is your actions. And it's in the small things mm-hmm. that matter more than anything. Do your kids see you pick up the garbage uh, on mm-hmm. the street when you're walking? You yeah. know, unless it's dangerous, of course. But things like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, not in the middle of uh, a highway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's go through just a cycle and go to the second point here. But I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will has some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings 
and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. So, and we can disagree on some things here, but let's just talk about the what appears to be an effort of control. I started talking about global elites and this, this effort of control and how um, I believe that uh, they believe we can't handle freedom mm-hmm. and need to be more controlled. And so... Well, which is why they're threatening certain social media so, platforms saying moderate more. So right? let's look at this. So yeah. masks and, and the implication of masks is massive. The, the consequences of masks... Uh, is far greater than the disease. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the pandemic. So COVID's real. Don't get me wrong. We believe it's real and understand it's challenging. And unfortunately, people have died. Lots of people have died. I also know that it's replaced the flu. So it is the flu, just the worst version of the normal mm-hmm. flu. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a different, a different one. Different for sure. one. And, I mean, H1N1 was the flu right. back 13 years ago. But it appears this has been massively exaggerated to get control mm-hmm. and practice getting populations submissive mm-hmm. uh, to things and so forth and controlled. So masks, so we get submissive to that. And then, then they the, can enforce vaccinations. Then vaccinations come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're a bad citizen and harmful to human beings if you don't take it. And and you're evil if you don't yeah. because you're causing other people to die when in reality that's not the truth. Well, and so we don't need to go deep into that. Well, I'm sure many of you have different opinions and I'm sure we can still love each other, right? Mm-hmm. I still love you if you have a different opinion. I think mm-hmm. that is an important thing that we should uphold in our mm-hmm. societies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so now vaccines, mm-hmm. now jobs. Right. Pretty soon people already employers can tell you you can't work there unless you get the vaccine, unless you get the vaccine. or unless you wear a mask or right. actually both, because I've even heard it Fauci say, I mean, Fauci's even saying things like, even if you get the vaccination, you still need to wear a mask because it doesn't fully protect. Now, there you. is options. So, if there's an opportunity for you to work from home, mm-hmm. they can give that to you and they're supposed mm-hmm. to. But some jobs, there is no opportunity to work from home. So it Police just Police can't work from right? home. So, so firefighters, <laughs> things like that, yeah. that's probably coming. I don't know for yeah. sure, but that you got to look at the writing on the wall. Okay. Jobs, nurses, doctors, things like that. Uh, then you have um, greater control of people's kids. Of children. Right. And which, submitting to that, which, which you already brought up. You know, this is a matter of parental rights versus it's an ideology. Do you believe that your children are yours or do they belong to the state? Do so, they belong to the government? So you're so you're in comfort and not standing up to these things, maybe not doing them because social pressures mm-hmm. uh, want to be obedient to the law. And that's a good thing unless mm-hmm. it is interfering with, you know, biblical truth and what we're to do and mm-hmm. our convictions and leading to to really negative things mm-hmm. from a biblical perspective so we're in this timeline here okay so now kids and then uh free speech oh mm-hmm. this one's right now free speech yeah. is massively being marginalized by conservative voices and so forth are we just gonna sit around and, and not just, do anything just about because it. we're gonna stay comfortable we're just gonna let that happen too and then uh financial uh, global currency and you can't buy or sell unless freezing of funds unless you've had a vaccination or if you have hate speech because you said something from the bible right because apparently we're all uh, all this already is happening places right so i'm not this isn't we're not trying to create fear this is a timeline all of these things already either exist or starting to exist depending where you are in, in the world mm-hmm. and are we just going to stay comfortable and not stand up to this stuff mm-hmm. in a biblical, productive way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it does, again, I mean, you guys have to just point you to the podcast that we did on civil disobedience because we talked about the importance of submitting to governing authorities that's in Romans, right? Um, submitting is not the same thing as obedience. God chose the word subject, mm-hmm. submit, not obey. Yeah, we talk about not. we talk about that in the podcast. But submitting to that, what what did Peter, what did Paul do, right? They chose to disobey when the authorities were telling them not to preach in the streets. But then they submitted mm-hmm. to the consequences and went to prison, and mm-hmm. God broke them free. And so we we would submit to the consequences of choosing to obey God yeah. if the government is telling us to disobey God. We're going to always obey God first because it's always God first, right? He is the only priority. But I think that it's important that when we're talking about this, right, we're, we're talking about the conflict this concept of making sure your kids don't pick comfort over freedom in regards to all the different issues that Isaac just listed off. And I think that it's important that we recognize that we can have conversations with our kids, but they're going to learn so much more from our actions. They're watching us. Yeah, They're literally watching us. They're watching if mom and dad are willing to give up their job, potentially. I'm just bringing this up because this could be yeah. a lot of people. If you, can I just say, if you think for a second that that might be something, a, a boundary you're going to have to cross. I'm going to have to choose my job or a vaccination. I'm going to have to choose this or this. You have got to start planning and preparing now. You should have started preparing yesterday. And thinking ahead about how you're going to choose. You have to think ahead so you act correctly under the pressure. Because if you're teaching your kids to try to stand up for freedom and be courageous, and then you're not. They are not. They're not. And the whole tagline of this ministry is raising confident Christian kids for an uncertain world. You guys, they're not going to do what we say. They're going to do what we do. And so we have to be willing to still worship God. We have to be willing to still go to church. We have to be willing to say, hey, no, these are not your kids. They're my kids. And that's the next point. Do what you can do. Do what you can do. We can't do everything. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. And some things are not possible in your situation, perhaps, right? But what can you do? I like looking at the positive and moving forward. What can we do? Well, number one, this is a conviction Angie and I have had in a major way re- more recently, uh, which is don't support companies who limit freedom. Wow. I would also add to that that we don't support companies that have are supporting um, organizations that are also funding things that we don't things believe in. we don't believe in right like abortion and things like that I think that's so, important so, so you have to so you have to pick your battles though you guys because literally like with on this topic you could get into this moral debate to where all of a sudden you're you're never having Starbucks coffee you're never yeah, like yeah. you literally say I'm not doing I'm not able to buy from anybody so but what can you do? And what are the things that uh, God has given you a conviction mm-hmm. about that maybe you need to take action on? Uh, for us, it's 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 a little harder for us because ministry and uh, audiences and so forth. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we can, we're going to shift platforms. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we do not believe in Facebook. We do not believe in Instagram, same company. Um, mm-hmm. We do not believe in Jack Dorsey of Twitter. We do not believe what they're standing for and mm-hmm. what they're doing in limiting free speech. I loathe that just as much as i could not handle it anymore in oregon because they were not upholding private property and protecting businesses and allowing antifa and blm to destroy things i they were advocating violence i am not for that my tax money is not going to go to that government Mm -hmm. in oregon i'd rather have it support idaho right So, you know, you guys have to come down to like, what are the things you can do for us? These are the things. So we chose some companies. Here's a, here's an even more practical idea. You go out to eat maybe on a date night, Mm -hmm. pick a company that has, or a restaurant that has similar convictions to, if you know of a Christian restaurant, support that Christian establishment by taking your family there or going on your date night there. We have a short list and we'll never share it. Because mm-hmm. we wouldn't want we wouldn't them certain put in people danger. To put in danger. <laughs> but we have a short list of the businesses where we can walk in without a mask. 
We do. And those are the ones that we shop at. We, we grocery shop at them. We go to those restaurants. We ship our stuff through them, our packages. We um, get our hair cut at those places. Oh, I just got my so- hair cut today. And it's the first time since I've been in Idaho. So it was really shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and they didn't wear, wear, I didn't wear a mask walking in and that this topic came up and I go, yeah, yeah you guys are on our short list now. And she's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So we have a short list that we have just for our family and a few close friends where we are contributing to this. Right. So yeah. as we come across these businesses where we can talk to the owners and we know that they're like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not bowing to that. Yeah. Um, and we love to support them. So that's one very practical thing that you can do. Another practical thing you can do is you can share this stuff with your kids. I just mentioned to you that we shared that note in our phone that we Like when I deleted the Fox News app on my phone. He told the kids, hey, if you've got this on your phone, our older, I mean, you guys, we have older You know what else I deleted? YouTube. Mm -hmm. Delete. Does YouTube still pop up sometimes when I Google how to do something construction-wise and goes to a YouTube video? That still happens to me sometimes. I'm weaning myself off. I'm mm-hmm, trying, mm-hmm. but I deleted. I haven't brought the app back on my phone. That's good. Um, other things that we we just had a meeting about this tonight. So this is really practical stuff. We are not going to be using um, Safari, right? Right. So what are we doing instead? Isaac? We're, we're using DuckDuckGo um, uh, as an internet browser. As an internet browser. Um, yeah. It, so we're we're shifting things up. I talked about our. Um, internet security measures, mm-hmm. um, you know, which includes some other things. I, I think it's super important just to be thinking about, um, the, the world we're living in now, just mm-hmm. to, to protect your family and protect what's going on, but still be in the world. We're still right. in the world. We're not, we're not anti-internet. We're not going <laughs> to, we're not going to shelter. We're not going to stop using the internet. What yeah. an amazing tool. Wow. Yeah, no, it's true. The reality is, though, that Amazing. a lot of websites that we've tried to find and get on, you can't get on using Safari or whatever because those companies are now censoring websites. Yeah. We're hearing about this more and more. How about, and so yeah. we want to use an internet browser actually that ha- will give us more freedom. Yeah. Actually, it gives more freedom you know in that it's, regard. It's so liberating when, like, for example, I barely use Starbucks anymore. Actually, that is one of Nixed. Because yeah. Starbucks makes you wear a mask when you sit in their store. And that is where I used to always go for... Well, we had a lot of them near us in Oregon. 15 years. Yeah. I spent a lot of money at Starbucks. And I don't anymore. No. Nope. I don't at all. Christian coffee shops. And I was always convicted because I don't like what the company stands for. But I was still like... My comfort still like... You guys one. realize too, I'm just going to say... So Isaac's worked from home for quite a long time as an entrepreneur. And so he's had his like coaching calls. He'll go there and he'll buy a coffee. And that's his like office space yeah. for the day. Yeah. And so um, that's why he would go there a lot. But we're not going there anymore. And so, you know, there have been a lot of good things that have come out of this whole COVID mess. Actually, yeah, finding, that would be one of them. Finding the local spots and that, supporting them. That is. It's being purposeful about where you are actually taking your business. So another thing that's really important that you can do with your kids, Isaac, what's the next thing? Well, exercise free speech. Now that takes breaking out of your comfort zone and freedom's worth it. You got to exercise what you want to stay free. You've got to exercise freedom of speech. You've got to share your opinions, your thoughts, your, what you think is right. Now, everybody is wired a little differently and some people are a little bit more eloquent with their words than other people are, or they can take, maybe somebody's thinking all these different thoughts, right? And they just can't get them out. And then they read something that somebody wrote Mm -hmm. and they're like, that's what I was thinking, right? Share it. So share it. Can I just say it? Because I think that this is actually something that has happened that's very negative, especially in conservatives and Christian groups Mm -hmm. where people are afraid to share other people's things when they minister to them. Encourage Back each other up. Instead of taking their content and plagiarizing, which is what does happen sometimes, yeah. right? And so I want to encourage you guys, like, if you see someone out there, like, and I've done this multiple times in the last few weeks and had really good dialogue with some That's thought so leaders. Cool. Because, guys, it's discouraging when you are pouring yourself out like a drink offering and you don't know if it's touching people because you're getting censored. And it is touching people, but you don't know. Yeah. If someone shares it, you go, 
oh, okay, it was worth it because it touched that one person. You know what I mean? And so I just, I have to say, if you're afraid to share somebody else's stuff that ministered to you, then maybe you're not exercising your freedom. You're actually acting in fear. Have you ever heard the thought, something like, uh, if you try and please everyone, you help no one. Somebody said that. Probably a wise person. It wasn't me. And I think Um, that all of us are mature enough to realize that just because, like, because I've shared quotes by people that I don't agree 100% with everything that they believe, right? Like, that's not even really possible very much. I mean, it should be for sure in marriage, um, hopefully within your like-minded community. But I just, like, as adults, I think we can all agree that, yeah, I mean, you read a book. And you might get to the end of the book and go, that was amazing. And I agree, maybe 95% of it. Is that 5% going to prevent you from sharing that one quote that really changed your life? No. No. Right? And so I I just, I think that we need to not be so fear-based with what we share. Let's support each other. Um, The next point under this, do what you can do, is keep living. Mm -hmm. I am so excited about our RV trip this summer. Every summer... Lord willing, for the last three and onward, we plan to do a four to six week RV trip. And it's part of our vision and our legacy Mm -hmm. family vision. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to be super, super pregnant. There could be every reason with all the things going on in the world not to do it. Oh, guys, but this is nothing compared to our three-month RV trip when I was (laughs) six, seven, and eight months pregnant with our eighth. (laughs) It was a different world then, but yeah, just three years ago. I mean, we visited 34 states in three months. That was was intense. It was incredible. But for a pregnant woman, it was was a lot. I was working full-time, too, as we did it. Yeah. Crazy. Um, uh, Because at the time, I was uh, building our tech company. Um, at the time. Yeah. So anyways, so RV trip, but we're, you're like, how are you going to do an RV trip? Carefully. We did it with wisdom. during this last summer in the midst of COVID stuff. It Here's didn't our stop plan. Us. This is going to be awesome. We're going to get to know some really cool spots in Idaho. <laughs> yeah. We have but to then, stay closer to home because baby. Then, but then we're going to go to Moab. We loved Moab last summer. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you to do that. We're going to rent ATV vehicles and have some fun. Mm-hmm. And then we're hopefully going to hit the California beaches. And you're like, Isaac, everything's locked down. Like, why would you go there? I'm hopeful. Come on. Don't ruin the party. Yeah. So, we're hopeful. so I can, you but guys... I, you know what? I, I, you, you heard from our last podcast, you make plans, even if they might not work out. Yeah. Come on. We're going to California beaches and mm-hmm. surfing and stuff. But you know what? If it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. we'll spend more time Park City, Utah. I don't know. <laughs> We're flexible. We hold these (laughs) trips open-handed to the Lord. He kind of leads us where we want to go. I also love doing the Courageous Parenting meetups. We've done Courageous Mom meetups in the past as well. Um, And And we're planning a conference, Lord willing, this Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. You guys can come. You know, one of the things that is really cool about being able to do a trip is that our kids help a lot with the ministry. You guys might not know this, but I just have to share it briefly because our older kids help babysit our younger kids whenever we're shooting a podcast, yeah. preparing a podcast, um, and working on other projects. Like when we created the parenting program, that was yeah. a real push. That was a sacrifice for the whole family. Oh, and so being able to take them on a trip to appreciate them, to make some family memories, to be focused on them is really healthy for our family to have a little short sabbatical. Yeah. Um, but we do check in with people and we keep doing ministry while we're oh, on yeah. the road. And so, and we meet people that are doing ministry mm-hmm. with too on the road, by the yeah. way, give a shout out if you can to uh, Austin Tolpin, uh, Kelsey Tolpin, Megan Tolpin, they're all on social. Mm-hmm. And, um, that would be probably mean a lot if some of you just said, Hey, thank you for supporting your parents because yeah. it's really helping people. That would really mean a lot to them. Drew and Luke help a lot too, but they're not on social. So finally, mm-hmm. um, think ahead. What decisions mm-hmm. do you be making now that three months from now requires? You're like, Isaac, that hurts my head. Well, we need to hurt our heads a little bit right now. We need to be thinking. We need to be proactive. Yeah. What decisions do we be making right now about mm-hmm. provision that six months from now will require? Yeah. We have to be realists. We have to be realists. So I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say something that might be, it, it, to some people it could potentially create a little bit of anxiety. And I, that's not my intention, but I want to challenge you to think if thinking is difficult and you're going, well, what do I think about? Like, I can't change my life. Well, yeah, you actually can. You have a choice. Yeah. Everybody has Way a choice. Way more choices than you think. We have had to walk through making choices where there was no guarantee in obedience to God, us doing this ministry is one of those. Yeah. And we had eight kids. There's nothing okay? like living we had a in lot complete of children. faith for every day's provision. You know, and so, and 
I'm not saying that that's what God's calling you to. All I'm saying is God is always calling us to obedience. Yep. God is always calling us to evaluate and to think and to hold everything open-handed because it's his. If you have a job, guess what? God gave you that job. And God might want you to change jobs. And so you need to be okay with that. If you're not okay with that, you need to ask yourself the question, have I made my identity part of my, is, is my job attached to my identity? Because if it is, then it's become an idol. And God's a jealous God and he doesn't want that. And so we have to be willing to ask some hard questions. And here's one of them. One of them is this. If you are in a place that is difficult for you to worship God, to raise your family, Mm -hmm. and you're foreseeing that it's going to get harder in the next few months, maybe God has called you to stay there. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe, Maybe you're taking care of elderly parents and stuff like that, right? But maybe God could be calling you to make a choice while you still can to move out of that. Mm -hmm. But it's going to cause some discomfort at first. It's going to be a lot of work, right? Maybe there's some unknowing and you're going to have to trust an all-knowing God, maybe for the first time. I just want to encourage you that these are the times that our kids remember the most. It's where they see our faith in action, I, I would say that, you know, us moving to Idaho was totally a faith thing. Oh, 100%. We had no guarantee of things. And we told our, our community and our family, you know what? We're moving to Idaho. We haven't been there before, but we're moving to Idaho. And we don't know anybody. And we don't know anyone. And we're going to go on a trip to find out where God wants us. I guess we did know the Kosa family. We did know, we didn't yeah, know one family. Yeah, they had just moved here before us yeah. a few months before. But but the reality is, is yeah, and another family had moved to Coeur d'Alene but, a few but months barely. before us yeah. also. But anyway, so my point is, is that there was no guarantees. Right. And we trusted God because God's the one that gives you community wherever you are. God's the one who gives you a job wherever you are. He's the one that provides food, shelter. All of these things come from the Lord. And if we... Are, are fearful that he's not going to do that, then maybe we need to ask ourselves a question, do I think I gave myself what I have right now? Do I think that it was my power that I had so my job? Good. You guys, we have to keep living so that our kids keep living when things are even harder. Come on, let's do it. And uh, just if you quote me on this, I'll know you listen to the whole episode. We're about to wrap up here. But comfort is the enemy of freedom. So just remember that. And let's go into help your kids grow comfort. Now we're going to go the opposite way. Help your kids grow comfort in biblical truth. It's the only way that you can actually obey God without having an anxiety attack (laughs) in these times. Um, Anxiety is not something I've actually ever struggled with too much. Um, So my heart really does go out to people who have struggled with that. And that's something that is a real deal thing you need to really seek God on. But in all seriousness, we need to realize that if we are really casting our cares on him, we're yeah. going to have peace that surpasses all understanding that we comes are. from God. It doesn't come from us. It doesn't even come from us doing actions. And right? remember in First Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in faith, mm-hmm. and so forth. So important. So you got to be steadfast. In faith, you've got to do that um, as you're resisting. I would say that that verse, with depending on how old your kid is, it could create some fear, actually, of the devil. Mm-hmm. And But that doesn't mean that we don't read that scripture to our kids. It, we need to read the whole thing to our kids. But the part that Isaac read before that was about being sober-minded. That's part of how we defeat the devil's schemes is being sober-minded. Yeah. And so we have to, this is why it's so important that we read all of the word of God And you to can't be kids. watchful unless you know what you're looking at, unless you have discernment. Discernment comes by reading the Bible and yes. the Holy Spirit giving it to us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so be and being sober minded, that's what we need to be teaching our kids. We need to read that scripture and go, "Listen, if you're not sober and you're not discerning, you're going to fall for the devil's schemes." Yeah. Cuz he's out there. He's a real person. A lot of people believe that as soon as they mention him, they're giving him power. And I believe that is a lie from the devil. God gives us so much information on our enemy so that we can be strategically standing strong in the armor of God. It's like, oh, we're about to go to battle and I don't want to know anything about the enemy because that'll give him more power. 
No. No, no, no. You learn all about, you know about your enemy so you can defeat them. And Jesus already defeated them, but he gave us his power through the through the Holy Spirit as we are walking in truth and the armor of God, which we're about to read here. I'll, ju- I'll just read it right now, guys. We're in Ephesians 6. Okay, it says, finally, in verse 10, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of this darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Okay, did you read all that with me? Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness. Wow, right? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. You can't gird your waist with truth if you don't know the truth. Mm -hmm. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Okay. Are we, are we teaching our kids what that means to put on the breastplate? I remember years ago, Austin had one of those little armor of God. Yeah, Do you remember so that? Cool, yeah. He looked like a knight. You guys have to find those. It's such a great way to teach your kids this. They can memorize all the different parts of the armor of God. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That means there are fiery darts of the wicked one. I'm just going to say. Okay. And take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end, being watchful. That mm-hmm. means we have to take the rose tinted glasses off. We have to see the realities of what are happening today, whether it's like in media, in social media, in real life, in our daily jobs, mm-hmm. with our kids, rose tinted glasses off and step on them, crush them. We got to be realistic, okay? So taking the shield of faith, which wish you'll be able to quench the fiery darts of the evil one and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And how you use that is you could pray part of it. You could pray all of it. You could read it to your family. You could you become so entrenched with knowledge of that that we, we mm-hmm. pray that protection mm-hmm. over a family, um, maybe quietly as, a, as a, a, a father, a husband. You pray that uh, over your family. And um, that would be just a beautiful thing to do. If you want to grow in spiritual leadership, I just give you one thing that can make a massive difference. God is all-powerful. Invite him to further protect your family. Mm-hmm. Now, on this note, I know that we've challenged, I mean, we've challenged a lot of thoughts today, right? About how we are living as parents. Are we modeling for our kids what it means to choose truth and freedom over comfort, mm-hmm. right? And that can be challenging for a lot of people, but there is a passage of scripture that Isaac's going to wrap up with in Hebrews 11. And you guys know this one, it's the whole faith, but um, we just want to encourage you to go back and read the whole thing, but we just- I'll just read a little bit of it. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony by mm-hmm. faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that mm-hmm. things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So we have to make decisions about things that are not visible. That mm-hmm. takes faith. By faith, Abel offered God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, being dead, still speaks. And it goes into the faith of Enoch, it goes into the faith of Noah, the faith of Abraham, the faith of Sarah. And then it talks about these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them mm-hmm. afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. 
You know, it was interesting when we were talking about this passage. I especially appreciate go back the, and read it. the Noah part. Where so it's, I skipped through it. Yeah, the Noah part especially, though, like he had to have vision for what was going to happen down the road. God gave him that vision, and he built an ark when everyone was mocking him. Yeah. And sometimes that's what we're called. We have to do. We have to obey God and do what maybe other people are like, why are you doing that right now? Yeah. But and you guys, and you never see the fruit of it, or you only see a little bit. You don't see it all come to fruition because God was using you for a foundational piece of further glorifying Him uh, in this world. And a lot of it too, like for us, you guys know in the strategic relocation video, we talked about one main reason was our legacy, or or God's legacy rather, right? Yeah. And so sometimes you have to step aside, and you have to choose to sacrifice your comfort right now, selflessly. So that two generations later, there's freedom. And that's what we all need to be thinking about right now. We need to be thinking about our grandchildren Mm -hmm. and where God wants our family, where the legacy roots need to be put down. And that could cause you to have to make some big changes. So know that we understand that and we're praying for you guys. Hey, thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.